Wasn't that good? Good to, good to hear and be reminded about how we live, that people see Jesus in us. Who's happy to be in church this morning? I know we say that, but who's genuinely glad that they got to come to church? I know I am. And it was good to hear the news about John and Chloe. That was good. Um, when you hear those sort of things, I don't know about you guys, but I, I often think back when I pop the question to Laurel, think about all the, all the romantic or the romance of it. I remember we had just kind of met and um, I'd visited her church in Gladstone and it had been about a week. And I was getting ready to come back to New South Wales and I thought, okay, the mood is right. I was alongside the Greyhound bus. <laughs> and just, the, just the, the ambience was there and it was really good. And I remember I just looked at it and I went, you and me. Uh, what do you reckon? <laughs> and what can you say to that? Obviously, she said yes. And but well done, John and Chloe. That's, that is good to hear. It's good to hear, and it, it is a blessing. All right, let's let's start in John chapter fourteen, verse one to six. Look, the truth was it was nearly like that, but John fourteen. Verse 1 to 6. I'll read that again just quickly and then we'll get straight into it. It's good to see we've got some baptisms after church this morning. Let's praise the Lord for that. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, in the way. You know, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'm going to pray and ask God to help me and ask God to help you to, to hear and to, and to learn what we need to learn this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to be in church. It, it's, a, it's a really nice day outside. It, it, it's encouraging. It's been good to be in church and to, to sing and, and, to, and to think about you and to praise you. And it's good to hear a message in song and some scripture read. Now, Lord, as we come to the, the preaching time, I pray that you just help me to be able to, del- to deliver it in a way that is easy to understand. And Lord, um, you know where everybody's at today and, and, and you know who's here and who needs this. And I pray that you would just uh, please have your way. Uh, may you be pleased with what's said and done. Um, just pray you to speak to hearts. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I want you to think of starting with this. If I was to ask you to find Azerbaijan, or uh, I, don't, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Yeah, that one. Where it is in the world. Now, some of you may be quite cluey and, and know where things are. But if you're like me, I, I had to Google it. I had to, I had to type it in, find out where it is in the world. I now know roughly where it is. Um, but if I was to take you down to the map and say, point to it on the map, would you be able to do that? Some of you may be able to, but I don't think most of you would. But there is one way for us to be able to find somewhere on the map is if you were to get a set of coordinates to uh, a coordinates of, of, of latitude and longitude, you'd be able to pinpoint with those coordinates where things are in the world. 
And it's a very important uh, thing to have coordinates. Um, they really do give some direction. Now, these days we use a GPS. I don't know about you, but I use my GPS quite a lot, where I'll, I will type in an address or a place and my GPS will tell me where to go, how, how to get there. Um, but I know most men uh, don't use GPSs. They just drive in the general direction and they'll wander around for hours until they find where they want to go. But, you know, life is, life is similarly, I guess, similar to this. We all start on a life's journey and we're going somewhere, uh, but for most, they don't know where they, they are actually going or how they're going to get there or even the end, end point is. And thus, people, just like males do with, with driving their car, a lot of people wander aimlessly through life, not sure what they're meant to do or where they're going to go. And a lot of life is squandered because people don't think that they need any sort of coordination for their life. In, in John chapter 14, in a text, we see Jesus teaching his disciples. And he just finished in, in chapter 13 that they won't be able to follow him right, right away, but they will afterwards. Now, this was troubling for some, and Jesus tries to reassure them by telling them that he is going to prepare a place for them. Uh, in John 14, verse, the, the, on the first four verses is one's that I really thoroughly enjoy it and I'll often refer to them in, in some of my preaching because it's encouraging to know that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. Um, uh, Jesus tells them that he's going to prepare a place in heaven for them and in, then in verse 4, Thomas says that, uh, sorry, verse 5, Thomas says that to Jesus he doesn't know or doesn't understand what he means by that. And Jesus goes on to say in verse 6, and this is what I'm going to be looking at this morning, is verse 6. Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And in this one verse, I see some coordinates for life that can help us from where we start to get to where we want to go. And that's John 14, verse 6. So I'll go quickly as I can this morning because I know we have our baptism afterwards. I was thinking... Um, I was just trying to think about my personal best in preaching and I think um, I've managed to go about 50 minutes once and I thought to myself, well, that, that's my personal best. I was wondering if I cracked the hour. But, but then, but, uh, you know, we're always wanting to do uh, better in, in what we do, but I know you want me to go shorter. So I'm going to go as, as best I can and, and the Lord will give us what we need this morning. So the first thing is Jesus says, I am the way. The way is, is our journey of life. It gives, uh, it, it gives us an indication that when we're born, we all start with a coordination point, point and I'm going to call it point A. We all start at point A. Now, your start date was obviously different than mine, okay? I've been around for thousands of years now. I, I, I know I look old, but back in 1968, on New Year's Eve, right, right on New Year's Eve, um, every New Year's Eve, you celebrate my birthday with fireworks, praise the Lord. That was my start point, point number eight. Now, as we journey through life, we're all heading in the same direction. Now, some people think that, that their journey finishes at death, but the Bible tells us in Hebrews, uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, it says, and, it is, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. 
our end point or our next coordinate isn't at the end of this life, it continues on. And I want to tell you that there are, for some of us, or for all of us, there, there is a possibility of two end coordinates. I'm going to call it point B and point C. And we need to determine in this life, as we'll find a little bit later, we get to choose what our end coordinate will be. And this journey in life doesn't need to be an, uh, an aimless wandering through life, but it can actually have some purpose. And for the, for the majority of the world, their purpose is totally different than the purpose that, that God would want for them. And we see that people jump from thing to thing, they chase certain things and they live a life that in the end means nothing. They can't take what they have with them and they try to build and, and, and collect and often they wander and, and it really means nothing at the end. The Bible says that our journey or this life is only for a limited time. In James chapter 4 and verse 14, it says, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapour that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. This particular journey that, that we're on or the way that we're going is, is only for a period of time. And each one of us don't know when that end point will be as far as the life goes before we look at the final coordinates. For some of us, or some of us, we may, we may get to live an, an old and long life. And I, and I hope God gives you that. For some of us, it, it may be in our, in our middle years. For some of us, it may be when we're a lot younger. But we don't know when that end point is going to be. But we're all on the same type of journey. No one is immune to its ups and downs. We all have ups and downs. You might be in the, you might be in the midst of a, of a downtime right now. You might be in the midst of an uptime where things are going very well for you. It's part of the journey of this life. But I need to ask you the question, which way are you going to take? Jesus says, I am the way. There is a right way. Some people choose a popular way. Some people choose a popular way. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, the Bible says, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? Um, sorry, I, I do apologise. I'm going to read that. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 13 and 14. Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14. It says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. The Bible indicates there that there is a popular way. Enter in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate. So it talks about two different gates. There's a straight gate, there's a narrow gate, and then there's a broad and wide gate. Wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And notice what it says here. And many there be which go in thereat. There is a popular way that people want to go, and there are lots of people going down that path. If you would ask the if you would ask the question to the person on the street, which way are you going to to end your life, or what will be the end of your life? What's the way that you are going? Many people will will give you varied answers. Some might say, well, um, don't all gods lead to the same place? I believe in Buddha, or I believe in Muhammad, or I believe in another religion. And it seems to be the popular thought today that all roads lead to heaven. 
whether you belong to the Catholic Church, whether you belong to the Anglican Church, whether you belong to the Baptist Church, aren't they all the same? Don't we worship the same God? That seems to be a popular way. But Jesus says, I am the way. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Isn't Satan the master of truth changing and making it popular? I think about way back in the Garden of Eden when God had told Adam and Eve not to eat of a particular tree. And Satan is the master of changing the truth. And he said, hey, hath not God said not to eat of it? Because he knows if you do, you'll be like God's. He, 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 he did mention kind of what God said, but he changed it enough for people to believe that, well, this is the right thing to do. And Satan is the master. He doesn't, he doesn't care if people believe in God. He just doesn't want them to believe the truth about God and the things that God has said. In my visits to India, and, and, and you, you get to see a lot of the temples and a, and a lot, and you see the, the lifestyle of, pe- of people, and there are a lot of people in the world who, who are very uh, sincere about what they believe. Very sincere that, that they are believing a right thing to them. I think there, there will be a lot of people today who are well-intended but will miss the mark because they don't believe what God has said. If all roads lead to heaven, if you can believe in, in Buddha, if you can believe in, believe in yourself, if you can believe in the trees, if you can believe in the sun, then Christ dying on the cross was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. But Jesus did die on the cross and God sent Jesus into the world to die for the sins of the world so that all men could be saved. So there is a popular way that many do choose, but many choose a private way as well. In, uh, in, in Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12, the Bible says, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. There are many people who think that what they think is better than what God thinks. Have you ever heard someone say, when you're trying to witness to them or you're trying to show them what God says, many people will say, well, my good works will outweigh my bad. Okay? I don't really need God because if I know if I, if I live a certain way to a certain standard things that I do, unfortunately, if, if that was the way I thought, I probably wouldn't make it. Because unfortunately, as a sinful person, the way I think, the way I act, my attitudes, I often, I'm guilty before you, I think and do wrong things. That's sin. But people privately think, my way of thinking is enough. They, they kind of dismiss what God says, and in their own minds, they're in, in their own private way, I will get there. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, it says, uh, for, for by grace he is saved through faith, not of yourselves, it is, uh, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and they're not of yourselves. Okay, it's not of what you think. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I'm glad that's in the Bible. Because if it wasn't there, then we could obviously think we can get there ourselves. 
You may, you may come across it say that there is no God. People think once I'm dead, I'm dead. Have you ever... My, my stepfather used to believe that. He used to believe there is no life after death. Once we're dead, we're dead. Once I'm buried, that's it. And there are people that believe that and that's their thinking and that's the way or the direction that they think they're going to get to the end of their life. But many choose a private way. But did you know that some do choose the proper way? In John 14, 16, our text, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Aren't you glad that's in the Bible? Aren't you glad that, that Jesus dispels all other thoughts, all other ways, all other, all other secular thinking, all other private way of thinking, all other popular way of thinking, he makes it very, very clear. There is a proper way. No man comes to the Father but by me. I want you to think about this. I was thinking of an illustration that, that for us to understand how we can get to the destination correctly. Have you ever seen a, maybe an old war movie and in the war movie the, the, uh, the soldiers come across a, uh, a field of landmines all right? and, and people are unsure of the way to go. Now I'm sure if you were to come across some landmines and someone was brave enough to say I'm going to try and get through this, land, uh, 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 through this field of landmines and as they slowly go you watch the steps that they take hoping they're not going to explode and blow up and as they go through they they, and they make it through and you might even maybe plan out where they're going and they finally get to the other side and it says, okay, it's safe to come. This is the right way. If you follow in my footsteps, if you take the way that I've gone, you will get to the end point. And that's the sort of illustration that I think Jesus has for us. He has chosen the right way. We need to follow him, follow the way that he has said so we can safely get to the end point. I wonder how many people have the religious thought and, and they think, oh, no matter where I go, there's a God over here and there's a God over there and I know there's the God of the Bible there, but I think that this is the right... We're going to get to the end result anyway. So as they go through life, a mind goes off and they're confused and, and something happens in life and, and they wander through and, and then, that, then there's another one. And then there's no hope for that and they get discouraged and, 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 and then you come and ask them, which way are you going? I don't know which way I'm going. I think I'm going to get to the end, but I really don't know. People, we need to make sure that we take the proper way. No man can get to the end point without following the right way. The Bible tells us that when it says, entering at the straight gate in Matthew 7, it says, uh, it, there's an invitation, enter in. Come in. And it says, few there be that find it. It's not as popular the way Jesus said. People don't want to hear what Jesus has to say about getting to the end point. They want their own way. They want to go the, the, the way of the crowd with which everyone is going. But Jesus is very clear. No man, nobody, that means every boy, every girl, every woman, Every man, no man can come to the Father but by me. He says, I am the way. Which way are you going? Which way are you taking to get to your end point? Your end point will come soon enough. It is appointed unto men once to die. 
and after this, the judgment. Which way? And I want to, I want you to think about that. Which way are you going? Which way? Second part of, of, of what Jesus was, was talking about, he says, I am the way, and he says, I am the truth. The way was the journey of life, and it's kind of the coordinate of our start point. But the, but the truth is the journey that we take through this life. And it's, to me, it's the, I call it, it's the coordinate of how we're actually supposed to get to where we're going. It's the coordinate of how we actually get there. As we journey through this life, you will find that men have questions that need answering. Now, I remember being a young person before I ever become a Christian, asking certain questions. Now, I may not have asked these exact questions that I'm going to mention, but people have questions about life. For example, people say, where do we come from? Where do we come from? And some of these questions, as we journey through this life, as, they, as we understand them, and as they get answered and, and, and our mind becomes clear on them, it gives us some stability in this life. Some people might think, well, we evolved. That is the, that is the common thread that is the big push of the world today. I believe it takes uh, a lot more energy, a lot more uh, crazy understanding to believe evolution than it does to believe what God says. People are asking these questions, where do we come from? Did we evolve? Did we come from aliens? That seems to be a big push. The, the Hollywood sci-fi movie realm gears people to think that maybe we come from aliens. Maybe there is life on another planet. Maybe, maybe that's how we got here. Maybe uh, aliens landed millions of years ago and, and, and implanted, or who knows? Who knows what they think? Maybe they think we come from the garden. I used to tell my kids we found them in the garden. They're so different to me. I'm intelligent and they're not. I'm good looking and they're not. They, they couldn't have come, they weren't born from Lyle and I. We found them in the garden. Maybe, maybe people believe that. Some odd, obscure how we got here. But you know, the truth is we come from Jesus. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, verse 14 to 19, the Bible says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created. Right there, by him we, we come from him. All things were created by him that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. The Bible tells us we were created, and we were created by Jesus. So when Jesus says, I am the truth, you can believe what he says. When you have those questions about where do we come from, the truth is you come from Jesus. He created us. He is God. He created the world. That can give us some stability. Another question that people will often say is, why are we here? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And this gives us some purpose in life. Why do you think you're here? Why are we here as human beings? Are we here to, as some people might say, to make the best of this life? We just live to try and get ahead. Maybe 
You've heard maybe some people say, well, I'm here to leave my mark on the world. I want to leave a legacy behind and I want to stand up for truth and justice. I want to put on the cape and the red underwear and I want to, I want to, I want to make my mark in the world. It's what some people may think they're here for. Some say we're here to look after Mother Earth. We're just here to protect what we have and, 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 and to make sure that there's enough trees that, uh, the, the, that the animals have and, and the mice that are in the hundreds of thousands that, that are destroying crops. We need to make sure that they're looked after and that, and that we don't upset their habitat because that's what we're here for, to protect all that there is. So some people believe. But you know what the truth is while we're here? The truth is Jesus. The truth is Jesus. The Bible says, make sure I've printed this right. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. It says, Thou art worthy, O Lord. Revelation 4, 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honour and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. We're here to please God. That's the whole purpose. Why man was created. And now I know within a local church we understand that. But the world was, the people of the world were created to, to honour, to worship and, and to please God. There's another verse in, the, in Acts chapter 17 and verse 28. It says, For in him we live and move and have our being. I never saw that verse before. As certain also of your own poets have said, for we, are, uh, for we are also his offspring. But in Christ, we live and move and have our being. That's a great verse. Because of Christ, we're here for Christ. Now, I'm just talking people in general. Here is to honour Christ and to please Christ. We're here for his good pleasure. That encourages me. That gives me something to, uh, gives me a little bit of purpose in life. Now, the world doesn't have that. They don't see that. They just see themselves and, and what they can get out of life and, and maybe what they can leave behind. That's the purpose of most people. But it's not enough. Another question people ask, where are we going? Where are we going? Understanding this gives us a little bit of hope in this life. There are some people that say, well, we just can't know where we're going. Nobody knows. Because they're not believing in any truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. I'm the way, I'm the truth. But you can know. Some say, as, as I've already mentioned, that, that when we die, we just enter the grave and that's it. And some say, some might say when we die, we just get reborn again. We get reincarnated into something else. Um, I don't want to come back as a, as a mouse or anything like that, all right, because I'll probably end up on a farm somewhere running around with everyone else and who knows what will happen to me. But... People, be, people believe in these things. People believe that, that there's all different things for where we're going. But you, know, but you know what the truth is? The truth is Jesus. Have you noticed that the questions of life, the truth is Jesus. The main, the main things people want to know, it all comes back to Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The truth is that heaven is a real place. Heaven is a real place. Now, not everyone believes that. And maybe you're here this morning, maybe this is the first time you've ever, ever heard about Jesus being the only way to get to the end point. I haven't got to the end point yet, but what, what that is, but heaven is a real place. 
And Jesus describes that in John 14 in those preceding verses. He says, he says, he says I'm, I'm, don't be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. I'm actively doing that. I've got something prepared for you. You need to believe that. You need to trust that that is happening. And that is available to every person. Now, I want to, I want to make this point clear here now. The outcome of your destination, I've been talking about the end point. The outcome of your destination is totally in your hands. Pretty bold statement. The outcome of your destination is totally in your hands. Not for the fact that you work for it or you can earn it. There are really only two coordinate endpoints that we can land on, despite what the world teaches. And we get to choose what happens after death, after the death of this physical body. Firstly, we can choose not to believe the truth of Christ, the, uh, the truth that Christ has shared um, and lived and promised, and we will be choosing a life without Christ in heaven and, and heaven. If we don't believe Christ, if we choose not to believe the truth, the end point is a life without Christ. That's the, that is one end point. And the Bible says, and that is hell. And I'll mention that just very shortly. Number two, the other end point we can have is we can choose to believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. We can believe that and that he died for our sins and was buried and that he rose from the dead according to the scriptures. If we believe that, and by believing this, we place our faith in him that he is able to make payment for our sins. If we believe that, then our end point is eternal life with God, with Christ. There's only two. You either don't believe and you end up point B or you do believe and you end up in point C. Remember, we started at point A. We were born into this world at different times throughout history and we journey through this life and God wants you to follow the proper way to get to point C, heaven. Point B is hell. Point B, uh, C is, is heaven. Jesus is the truth, and he said, uh, uh, just as he said, and his word can be trusted. What Jesus has said, you can trust his word. The Bible tells us um, in, in John 17 and verse 17, it says that Jesus says that uh, his word is truth. And in John 8 31 and 32, it tells us that if we continue in his word, we will know the truth, and the truth will set us free. So Jesus says he's the truth and he's given us a way to get to the end point. It gives us a little bit of stability in life, helps us answer the questions of why we're here. And I'm glad Jesus has said that. I remember asking just different questions before I ever become a Christian. I remember asking the Anglican minister, who created God? And he couldn't tell me. He just kind of bobbed it off and I guess that was my, the very first time I think I remembered being provoked about God, thinking about God. I never thought about God before that and I was probably about 11 years old, 12 years old. Never thought about God before and all of a sudden we were doing religious instruction class in, in the little town of Tabulum and we walked from the school down to the little Anglican church thing that was there and I don't know what he did but I remember walking back and I said, who created God? It was a question I needed answered. 
And people have questions in life that they need answered. Their answer is Christ. First and foremost, in most questions, the answer will be Christ because he is the truth. Now, the third thing that, that Jesus said he was, he says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, but he says, I'm the life. And this is the journey we take to life, or this is the end coordinate. As I've already mentioned, there is a place that we can go, and that's point C, and that is heaven. The journey and the way that Jesus wants you to go on is eternal life in heaven. Now, for most of you, I hope that is true. I know I'm on my way to heaven, and I tell you, it's not because I'm any better than anybody else, because I'm not. It's not because I have spent more or given more money to church than you. The people here think hundreds of times more money than I've ever given. It's not because I'm a, uh, I, I have a, because I'm on the stage more than you. It's got nothing to do with that. It's not because I've been baptised and you haven't. If, if, if that's the case. It has nothing to do with that. The reason why I know I'm going to heaven is because I have put my faith, I have followed the way, I am following the truth and Jesus says, no man comes to the Father but by me and I believe that. I'm believing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why I can quite confidently say when I die, I have no doubts that I will go to heaven because of what Jesus has done and what he has said. That's the only truth that we can lay hold on. If that's not there, if it's not true, then we're all doomed. We may as well go to the beach right now. We may as well go down to Sydney, watch Parramatta beat whoever they're playing today. <laughs> all right. Manly, all right. <laughs> may as well do that because I'd like to see that. But because I'm born again, I'm glad to be here in church. Eternal life in heaven when Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, that's what he's saying, your end point. He wants it to be heaven. We, we, we can live with Christ for everything. Brother Andrew was saying eternal life was, he's, in his studies just recently, was we get to live with Christ. Not just to have this, this not just to be in heaven, but we get to live with him forever. What a, what a great truth is that? Doesn't that, that should excite you as a Christian. We're not, we don't just get to, see Jesus, we get to live with him. In heaven, that we know the Bible tells us there's no, more, there's no more sickness, there's no more death. Sin won't be present. Now that's a blessing for me because in this life, most of my unhappiness comes because of sin. Other people's sin, my own sin, the presence of sin is the thing that makes this life sometimes a great struggle. But heaven says sin won't be there, but won't be present. That's going to be a blessing. I want you to journey to the right point. I want you to follow the proper way, the right way that Jesus has said. I want you to follow the right truth because by believing in that, you get to set your coordinate for eternal life in heaven. But I was thinking there's a little bit more to that. Not only do we get eternal life in heaven, but we also get an equipped life here. Did you know, by being a Christian, by, by being born again, we can actually actually have life here now. Good life. A blessed life. A full life. Now, the world says, I want to get as much as I can because that's my aim. 
But as a Christian, we, we get to do more for Christ. And as we do more for Christ, as we live this life, not for self but for Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, because when we receive Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit, we actually start to live. We actually live a life worth living. And that's what I want. We get to live with purpose and direction which the world just doesn't have. No longer do we have to aimlessly wander through life hoping we're going to miss landmines, hoping we don't blow up along the way. Christ gives us some direction and points us in the way that we're supposed to go. But if you reject that, we have an endlessness in hell. Just as I mentioned, heaven is a real place. Hell is a real place as well. In Revelation 20, verse 15, it says, And whosoever was not found written in the, in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. When we receive Christ, our names are recorded in the Lamb's book of life. If you were to, if you were to see it now, you could scroll down to the H's and you'll see Haycock come across Paul. If I was to look down in your initial, will I find your name recorded there? Is your name written there? If it's not, if, if today was your end day for the physical body, the next step is the end point for your spiritual, for the upper eternity. Where would, which way have you gone? Have you followed the right way? Are you following the truth? What if today was your last day here on earth as far as the physical side? Where is your end point? Are you B? Or are you C? B is hell, C is heaven. Will you be or will you see? Hell is a real place. Friend, Jesus does offer you the right way to get through this life and the right way to get to heaven. It is, it is true, it is clear. And heaven is the, is the real end coordinate that God has always intended for you. In the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says that Jesus is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God would want everybody to be saved. That, that is his desire. He, he knows not everyone will, because we've already established that, that broad is the gate, and many there be that go to destruction. Many people hear and they just don't believe it. They reject it. I'm so glad back in 1985, God revealed to me that I was on that way. So glad. So glad even though circumstances of life were like a minefield to me as a teenager. But God showed me through the word of God, showed me the truth that I need to get on the right way. I need to believe the truth, get on the right way, and have eternal life, and I received it. And today, the same opportunity for every single person here this morning is available. Whether you're new here today, whether this is your first time here today, or this is maybe your a thousandth time. I'm not even sure if that's the correct pronunciation. But if you've been here for years, because I went to church for a couple of years without being saved, and I wonder today if today somebody might be honest enough to say, I'm not on the right way. Haven't been following the truth. I've been following my own personal private way, the way I think. And I wonder if there's a man, a woman, boy or girl who this morning who would say, 
I need to get on the right road. I need that eternal life you're talking about. Because I don't want my end point to be B, hell. I don't want to be forever without Christ. I want my life to actually make some sense and purpose. I want to do something with my life, and that's follow Christ. I'm going to invite the pianist to come and play before we, um, before we take it. Uh, time to do the baptisms this morning. <clears throat> and I want you to be thinking as, as we just play some music, I want you to think about which way your life is on, which, which, which direction. We're all heading in the same direction, but which way are you going? Are you... Have you received Christ? Or are you just on your own way? I'm glad, I'm glad back in 1985 I had the opportunity to hear, explain closely and carefully about how I can get to heaven. I was in my mid-teens. Before then I didn't even understand completely what it was. But God showed me through the Word of God how I needed to be saved. And I was challenged, just like I'm doing for you today. Will you be saved? Will you trust Christ today as your Saviour? And as a teenager, I said, yes, God, I want to be saved. I remember where I was. I was sitting at a table. I was on a, a farm. There was a generator in the background. There was no electricity. It was, just, it was all generated power. And it was a, one of the men of the church showed me in the Bible that if I was to die, I would go to hell. And I remember praying. I said, God, thank you for showing me that my condition, if I was to die, I would, I would go to hell. I want to be saved. I want you to save me. I want to have eternal life. And at that point, God said, yes, I will save you. And now I know because of that, if I was to die right now, I would go to heaven because of what I've done. And I want to challenge you, invite you to come now if you've never been saved. Because I'd love the opportunity to show you in the Bible what God showed me. Show you some verses that God says you can be saved. Opportunity is there. No one will think anything bad of you. No one will laugh at you. Actually, people will be very pleased and excited that you might get saved today. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to preach this morning. I pray that you would use what was said and the verses we looked at to encourage, to help. And I do pray if there's anyone here this morning that is not saved, I pray that you'll continue to work on their hearts so they will understand the truth and make the right decision to follow you because you said you are the way, the truth and the life. And the truth of that is that no man can come to the Father except by you, by believing that. And I pray this in Jesus' name.